Welcome to... Surviving the Death Star. Navigating healthcare without insurance. Well, Dr. Kylie Smith will empower, educate, and equip you to obtain the healthcare that you need in the most cost-efficient manner available. Here is your host, Dr. Kylie Smith. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Surviving the Death Star. I'm Dr. Kylie Smith, and I'd like to talk to you today about how you can receive great healthcare using health departments. A lot of people feel like health departments are only for indigent patients, but I have found in my own experience that it can be a really cost-efficient way for anyone to receive good health care. So I'd like to tell you what we're going to talk about today. The things I thought would be important are the differences and similarities of receiving care via traditional medical practice versus a health department, services typically offered at a health department, and then some common questions that patients usually have about receiving care there. Okay, so let's start off with the receiving care via traditional medical practice versus a health department. In your mind, I want you to see um, comparing and contrasting, almost like a Venn diagram. So on the left side, we're going to talk about traditional medical practice, the right side, health departments, and in the middle, what they both do. Okay, so with a traditional medical practice, providers are typically separate from services, meaning usually have a doctor's visit and then if any imaging or labs are ordered you go to another place to have those uh, drawn or performed whereas in a health department you typically have services that can actually be a lot of times without a provider meaning um, you can have a lab tech or a nurse that has a protocol and as long as they're following the protocol and the patient has a particular set of symptoms they can either draw a lab or give a vaccine without really an actual quote-unquote visit. Uh, the thing about traditional medical practices that is a little different than health departments is that typically with a health department, you kind of know what you're paying for when you go, which is a pet peeve of mine with traditional medical practices because you typically receive two or more bills for every, t- every time that you visit. For instance, if you go to the doctor, you have the doctor visit. And before you're allowed to be seen, you pay the self-pay visit price. Well, a lot of times people get a second bill in the mail, you know, months later. Um, Or if labs were drawn that day, if they're done at the clinic, they'll get a separate bill for that at another date. And the patient typically doesn't even know how much that was going to be before they had it drawn. Uh, Usually with health departments, though, there is a menu of services and they can pretty much tell you, what it's going to cost the day that you go and you're expected to pay the day you're there. So there's not going to be any surprise billing, which in my estimation is a win-win. Also, when you think about how traditional medical practices are set up, they're usually caring for individuals, whereas health departments are usually concerned with communities in general. Um, Usually with traditional medical practices, you're going to have the same providers or doctors Whereas at a health department, you may see different providers, especially if you're in Atlanta or in a bigger area. Now, in the middle of our Venn diagram is what both the traditional medical practice and health department do, and that's care for patients. So let's talk a little bit about services that are typically offered at health departments. There's health-related services, dental-related services, and then environmental-related services. So some of the health things would be well-child checks, you know, typically you have those at, you know, two, four, six, 
12 months, two years, uh, three years, and then so on. Uh, well, woman exams, which would usually include a breast exam and maybe a pap smear. You can have STI testing, which is sexually transmitted infection testing, hormone prescriptions. Uh, for instance, a lot of people get birth control or um, an IUD. Let's see. You can sometimes have Nexplanons, which are implants that are in the arm that last three years. You can have those done. Um, depo shots are actually given at health departments. Uh, the WIC program, which is women, infants, and children, is usually run through the health department. You can have travel assessments. They can tell you what vaccines you might need, what diseases you may need to watch out for in certain areas that you may be traveling to, those kind of things. Um, one of the things that we like about the health department is they can give tetanus boosters. Actually, Clay County Health, health Department offers a free tetanus booster if you have had some sort of injury that requires a tetanus booster. So that is a shout out to them. That is an excellent service. Um, also, health departments are actually responsible for all the disease reporting. So there's a list of things that doctors are required to report, such as like hepatitis, HIV, um, chicken pox, things like that, uh, that they would want to follow. They, they're responsible for kind of keeping track of that. Certain things that are performed at health departments would be like EKGs, which is electrocardiograms. Those are the electricity of the heart. Also lab assessments. Let's talk about some uh, dental services. So you can have checkups there. You can get cleanings, um, general fillings. You're not typically going to get things like um, wisdom teeth extraction or uh, complicated things like that. Those would be sent out. But uh, most of the general things are actually very well done at a health department. Uh, environmental things would be like rabies reporting or following up on um how people are doing after they've had a bite or things like that from an animal that may have rabies. Many of my patients have taken advantage of water testing. So they'll take a sample from their home, whether it's from like their kitchen tap or a bathroom tap, and they'll take it in for testing for coliforms or lead. They're also responsible for like public swimming pool inspections, which is an interesting fact. Um, some of the common questions that people have about receiving their care at the health department are, what are the hours services are available? What is the cost of a particular service? What payment options are available? Can I use my credit card? Do I have to have cash? Do, is a check okay? Do you have care credit, which is like a credit card only for health-related services? Um, sometimes they have grants actually available through the state. I know a lot of places have um, free mammograms for people without health insurance so that they can have breast cancer screening. Um, another question would be, do I have to be a resident of that county to receive services there? That's going to be an important one. Is there a sliding scale option for payment? So some people, if their income is a particular level, they have to pay more or less, depending, you know, obviously if you make more, you'll probably pay more. That is only an option at certain health departments, of course, so you want to inquire about that. Uh, do I need an order from a doctor to have a particular test? Clay County, you can have a CMP, CBC, TSH, and FLP, which is complete blood count, uh, complete metabolic panel, thyroid, and cholesterol testing with without a doctor's order once a year so that people can actually check up on themselves, which is excellent. So 
keep that in mind. Um, and I also want you to realize, how do I get these questions answered? So obviously, I don't have all the answers. <laughs> but um, you can visit the website of the health department that you're wanting to receive services from. Usually, they'll have a lot of things answered there. Um, you may be able to reach out to a Facebook page that they have and just go there. You could also call, but that may be less efficient unless you have a specific thing that you want to ask about. Email is usually available on those sites. Uh, the biggest one is you could just drive by and see where they're located, what the building looks like, how comfortable you feel with that. And then a lot of times signs are posted with different services listed as far as um, you know when you can receive them, who can receive them. A lot of times they're just like on a flyer. So that's really helpful. Anyway, I hope this has been as helpful to you as it's been fun to me. Um, I can't wait to see if you guys uh, reach out to any of your local health departments and start receiving services because I think it's an excellent way to get cost-efficient care. And that's what we're going for. Thank you guys for spending some time with me and I will talk to you soon. Some of the things that we'll be talking about in future podcasts will be um, cost-sharing groups, hospital billing, pharmacy costs and how to deal with those, uh, independent imaging centers, which um, that'll be interesting. So if you guys have any questions or you th think of any topics that you'd like to, you would like for me to cover, uh, send me an email at serendipityclinic at gmail.com or you can message me at my Instagram account, which is surviving the Death Star. All right. Until next time, remember, having traditional health insurance does not define good healthcare. If a healthcare entity tells you, oh, we don't take self-pay patients, go somewhere else. We are going to rock this place. <laughs>